I'm so excited. And are you sure you're excited? I, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I said, he goes, he's like, I'm excited. Watch Crazy Eights. I, I am. Watch Crazy Eights. I am. Justin. This, I'm excited. I am extremely enthusiastic. And I'm extremely I am enthusiastic. So ready for this team. Yeah, this is this is probably the best we're gonna get out of me. But, but yeah. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. What is going on, everyone? You are listening to the Summit State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shades and Stepbacks, and everything Houston Rockets, presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny. With me, as always, is my brother, my tag team partner, the GM, Justin. Follow all of us on all social media platforms at JP underscore Mirabueno, at Summit Commish, at Summit SOM Pod, and at Apollo NBA, and at Apollo HOU. GM, fresh off the weekend on a Sunday night. But man, oh man, we were a little busy this weekend. We're not able to talk about the draft, which is why we are coming back here on a Sunday with crazy, crazy news in regards to the NBA draft. The Houston Rockets have brought Amen Thompson and Cam Whitmore to the city of Houston officially. But before we go into that, I got to ask you the golden question. How's everything good, sir? Oh man, it's going. Everything is good. We are back from Austin. We were gone all weekend and we are here. We made it back in time to talk rockets with everybody. And we're we're just so happy with how everything played out um Thursday evening. Uh we, I just want to thank those of you who decided to follow us along on Thursday on the Apollo NBA draft stream. Thank you guys. For, Big shout outs and thank yous yeah, to thank those you who followed. For those that hung out and um, decided to ask them questions and interact with us while we were, you know, observing the draft. It was a fun night. Reacting. It was a very good night. And if just the ones that watched because you got to see the whiteboard go to work. <laughs> <laughs> put usage. I did put usage. I thought yeah. I did. I enjoyed it. It kept it very efficient. I don't know who enjoyed it. They didn't seem like they enjoyed it, but I enjoyed it. We had a moment. What was that from that scene from the movie or TV show? It's Always, it's always Sunny, sunny in, in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. We we brought out... What was the lineup that Josh had? I, I don't remember oh anymore. I think it was like... Oh, no. The Chaos lineup. Yeah, the Chaos. Like the Chaos lineup, which is like basically going into the summertime, what would be the most chaotic situation in terms of Houston Rockets? God. In terms of like free agency and the stuff roster. like that. Yeah, no. Yeah. So we did come back from Austin. Fun, fun, fun trip. Got to catch the Dynamo uh, away from home. That was a shellacking that I do not want to go into. But <laughs> we are back and we're here to talk about the Houston Rockets. That's right. Let's go ahead and give a quick recap in terms of the Houston Rockets in the 2023 NBA draft with the fourth pick. The Houston Rockets did select Amen Thompson all according to plan. But then here comes the big shocker of the night. The shock could be the shocker uh, of the year so far in terms of NBA uh, content. But Cam Whitmore, who was highly touted to be the top six, maybe even top five player in the NBA draft, slipped all the way to 20. Unbelievable stuff. I want to talk about Amen Thompson in just a minute, but I do want to go into depth a little bit on this Cam Whitmore situation. Cam Whitmore dropping all the way to 20. Mm -hmm. What were your thoughts you know, on that in terms of, I guess, the idea that Look, we knew one was Wemby, two was going to be either Scoot or Brandon. Uh, flip, you know, it was a toss up between the both of them yeah, at some both point. Two and three went Brandon at two, and then yeah, then we went uh, Scoot at three, and then Amon at four. And I was anticipating Whitmore was going to be top seven. There was an idea of maybe he would drop down to ten, 
but there was no inkling at mm-hmm. all until we got to like pick 11 that he could possibly fall all the way down to 20 on the Houston's lap with their second pick in the NBA draft. GM, what are your thoughts so far on the on the fact that Cam Whitmore, who is a top five talent, in my opinion, in the NBA draft, uh, dropping all the way to 20? Um, well, I mean, according to the reports, we saw that it was either a mixture of interview process, him during the interview, and workouts were not as great, which is what similarly happened to Tari Eason the year before when he dropped to us, and uh, medical medical reports and physicals that I guess may have looked questionable to some of the NBA teams, and which is why they decided to pass on Cam Whitmore. Um, you know, but hey, man. Like that, great for us. You know, I'll take that. I'll you know take it too. I mean? No, Amin, like the fact that Amin Thompson was available to us at four was great because mm-hmm. there was the possibility of him going three. But Cam Whitmore, I mean, going all the way down to twenty was just a whole another thing in terms of the process. And and the big thing here is that medicals were the concern. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I'm trying to figure out. Like, what was the medical? Like, what are we talking about? Like, what is the medical? It's I mean, undisclosed it, it, information. We yeah. don't know what it is. It it was enough to frighten, like, the nine, what is it, the 18 teams that, like, or, wait, I'm sorry, no, what, I can do math, 20 minus 4, <laughs> uh, 16, the 16 other picks that were going to go ahead of us, mm-hmm. leading into the 20th pick to scare them away from not wanting to get draft Cam Whitmore. Mm-hmm. It seemed like there was a lot of buzz that built that started building up over the span of the day, especially yeah. going into the night of Cam Whitmore. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. Like, what, what is it? What is the health concern? You know what I mean? What is the medical health concern? Are we talking, is it back injury? Is it leg? Is it knee? Is it ankle? Is it mental health? Are we getting a Royce White situation here? A man who's afraid to fly? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, what is the start of this situation? Where does it end? And the comfortability of enough of the Rockets organization to want to draft a Cam Whitmore. I think bottom line, at least for me, um, it's a low risk, high reward situation because of the fact that it's not you're not spending the fourth pick on it, you're not spending the fifth or sixth pick on it. It's not a high leverage situation. It's the twentieth overall pick in the NBA draft. Mm-hmm. A very low risk, high reward uh, maneuver situation could be uh, the possible steal of the draft. GM, I, I know we're we're not going to go into speculation in terms of what the medical concern is. For me, I thought the pick was worth it. What do you think the pick was in terms of? the Rockets like was this the right move for the team absolutely I mean when you have a talent that is considered to be a top five top six talent drop all the way to number 20 uh, you have to take it and you know we weren't the only team trying to grab them was it reported that Indiana was trying to trade up as well and it, it felt like the Rockets had already considered him as a number four pick and the fact that he was in consideration says a lot to how the team viewed him and his skill set and the fact that he dropped all the way to 20, just, hey, man, at 20, more draft picks usually don't pan out. So the fact that you had a player of his caliber drop all the way down obviously is concerning to an extent, but the roster is deep enough to understand that we don't need him to be the best player right now. But the fact that he does have potential to be a great rotational player, to be a starter on this team, uh, that at number 20, that's a steal and you can't you just you can't defend not taking him and for us i feel like that's an ultimate victory in terms of just a stroke of luck granted we didn't have a we didn't have number 1 number 2 or number 3 pick but we were fortunate enough to have number 4 and number 20 i mean obviously it could have been higher for the lottery uh 20 was set for us 
But, you know, in regards of all of that, that is a victory, in my opinion. And, yeah. you know, you can say that it was a stroke of genius by Raphael Stone. Or I mean, a stroke of luck. I, I, I mean, it's, it's definitely not, a mixture of stroke of genius and luck. I mean, the trade, I don't know what happened the trade the for world. Eric Gordon the, yes, to get us Eric there Gordon is certainly got... some form of uh, positive, uh, reinf- not reinforcement, but a positive move made by Raphael Stone. And the fact that Cam Whitmore did drop just says a lot about, you know, just the stroke of luck that the team had in regards to this draft. And we were so handsomely rewarded. And, you know, as fans, you couldn't be more excited to see what the future brings in terms of the second phase of this rebuild with Emi Adoka at the helm. Like these, all of these guys are going to learn from what it's like to be under the tutelage of a real coach. And with Amen Thompson, Cam Whitmore, we do have an understanding that we do have to be patient, but Emeyadoka, what he's going to do is he's going to set the right standards and he's going to set the the you know the the precedent in terms of expectations of how not just these rookies but the rest of the team will perform, not just going into uh, training camp but well into the season and hopefully at some point a play in maybe a playoff run, who knows? But at this point right now, this is only the beginning. Phase two is just beginning, right. and we're not even in free agency yet. But when it comes to the draft right now, this is a win, and it's a big victory. And you see a lot of pundits rate it as an, an A, an A+. Plus. And with that, all that being said, hey, man, like, <sighs> there's nothing wrong with being excited. And Rockets fans, you should be excited about what the future holds. I promise you we're going nowhere but up. Yeah, 100%. And uh, pour one out one time for Eric Gordon. Uh, you know, shout-outs to Eric Gordon. Because he actually played well enough to where we could actually get that pick in pick 20. And the Clippers were so kind enough to trade that first-round pick over to us. Thank you very much, Eric Gordon. We appreciate you for your service. You did it one time for the city of Houston. One more on the way out. We basically Mm -hmm. traded Eric Gordon straight up for Cam Whitmore. Cam Whitmore, in my opinion, I don't want to go into too much depth on him. We're going to save future episodes for that. But, in my opinion, one of the most versatile players in the NBA. He's 6'8", a solid 230 already, NBA-ready body, strong as an ox, shifty around the rim, strong. He has uh, he has athleticism, ball handling, easily one of the most versatile players in the NBA draft. One of the most because the most versatile player in the draft, in my opinion, is a Houston Rocket as well. And let's shift gears over to an Amen Thompson with the number four pick. All according to plan, perfectly uh, orchestrated and executed. The top three picks did what they needed to do, and the Houston Rockets came away with at least all reports indicative of their favorite player in the draft outside of Victor Wembanyama, obviously, and that is an Amen Thompson, 6'7", 6'10", wingspan. Um, We talked about this time and time again, what the fit would look like, the possibility of it, but now Mm. it is officially done. He is a Houston Rocket now, and now the work begins here. GM, what was your reaction in terms of, I mean, we we got to post kind of like our reaction, but now we kind of like let a couple of days of it sinking in now of Amon Thompson officially being on the team. Where does, you know, we talked about the fit, but also, you know, where does this lie in terms of the team? Like right now in day one, like is Scoot the point guard or should we kind of start shifting ways towards maybe Amon as like the hybrid one mm-hmm. as of right now? Well, at this point, you want to put Amon as the hybrid one, but if we're not going to account free agency as of today, Kevin Porter Jr. probably is still your starter. If we were to just completely flat out, just put it out there. Uh, but doesn't mean that Amen Thompson doesn't have the possibility of upending him come training camp time. 
But with all that being said, if we're going to account for free agency, Amen Thompson's probably going to come off the bench, and he's going to be a very versatile player. We shouldn't have incredibly high expectations for him, considering his shooting woes. But there's still a lot to learn in terms of applying his talent into the league. And with the amount of players that we do have, especially if we do bring in some veterans, uh, it'll help. It'll allow Amen to go at his own learning curve. We're not going to vault him immediately to the front end of everything, and he's not going to be given everything either. He's definitely going to have to earn the trust and respect of Miyadoka. but out of all the things that we've heard post-draft, especially the fact that he, you know, he's a basketball junkie, he's the kind of guy that will watch uh, film during – you know, dare I say, days. dare I say, shades of a, a young Rembrandt of Alex Bregman. That's like that <laughs> is kind of the vibe I get. There's some swagger to Amen Thompson. Oh, absolutely. When you want to talk basketball, like just go up and look up some videos right now. Go on YouTube mm-hmm. if you're on Twitter. Go check out on Twitter. Like uh, the one thing that also went viral recently was uh, him being able to call out all the the higher picks. It was like basically two players, for instance, like Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, who was the higher draft pick, and they played this game, and I think he went like ten out of ten. It's obvious that he's uh he's paying attention yeah he's paying attention Mm -hmm. to it and it's crazy to think about too because reports are also coming out either it's been out or now it's actually making like big waves of like apparently while he was in the overtime overtime elite he would spend times in practice and he'd sleep in the locker room just so he can get up and go straight back to the basketball court i mean this dude eats sleeps breathes basketball at a mature level it mm. reminds me. I'm I'm seeing this right now. It reminds me so much of a young, swagger-filled Alex Bregman. Shoutouts to the baseball fans that listen to the show. Um, but the smarts, the you know the maturity, the fact that he's a Rembrandt in terms of basketball IQ, talent, yeah. mm. um, his ability to want to learn about the game. You know, it's definitely different. And I'm not knocking Jalen or Jabari. Amen, like he just seems like a different animal. Yeah. Like seems like he's just, just different. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Jalen came in with all this with the skill set in the world. Like he had skill. We knew what he was. Bounce ability. We knew what he kind of brought to the table. But mm-hmm. definitely raw, yeah. right? Jabari came in with elite shooting ability, with a hunger to win. But we weren't sure what the IQ lied, and we didn't know where the work was gonna lie. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like yep. it was believed that he was gonna be a hard worker. Amen. We know he has a high IQ. We know that he's a Rembrandt in terms of basketball abilities. Mm-hmm. We know that he has high talent. Yeah. It's the, you know, the, the big knock was the shooting, but the fact of the matter is that he brings a little something different to the table now mm-hmm. than what Jabari and Jalen had already brought. Yeah. Uh, not even accounting for an LP or a uh, Tari Eason as well that's going to be on the table for us. Like, you're talking about in terms of basketball playing skills and having someone like that. Yeah. You're talking to, with, with Coach Emi Odoka. <laughs> This team, this team's gonna get ready to eat, man. Yeah, I'm this, excited. This, this team I'm has excited. There's a lot of potential in terms of what this team will bring to the table, and I am just, I'm so excited. And are you sure you're excited? I, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I said, he goes, he's like, I'm excited. Watch Crazy Eight. I, I am. Watch Crazy Eight. I am. Justin. This, I'm I am extremely enthusiastic, and I'm extremely I am enthusiastic. so ready for this team yeah this is this is probably the best you're gonna get out of me but <laughs> but you know like with all of that being said it's you know like the the talent that we've collected barring the trades that are probably bound to come with all the cluster that we have on this roster we're gonna have to eventually crunch it and 
You know, like you see, you're starting to see who are going to be the major players moving forward. And there are still opportunities for some of the other players to carve out their spots on this team and even possibly in the rotation. But, you you know, like just the fact that we have collected so much talent in the last three years, especially thanks to the James Harden trade, like there's still possibilities moving forward as well for many years. So it's just, there's there's so much that can happen and so much that's going to happen. Uh, you just have to be patient and understand that, you know, this is still a part of the process and the wins will come. They're going to come. I think the wins are going to come actually right away. I mean, I, I, but Hey, what do I know? I called play in last year. So <laughs> if I don't call gutsy, play in, feeling if very I don't gutsy. call play in this year, what are we doing? We're not even in free agency yet. And I'm already calling play. in. I mean, I think the joke is, and, and shouts to the, you know, shouts to the people that follow us on Instagram, uh, that follow Paul on Instagram because I, I don't know what it seems like, but it seems like all the haters kind of come out of the woodwork. It's really funny. Like I, I posted the graphic of is Jabari Jalen. Uh, it was yeah, it was Jabari Jalen. I went Amon Thompson uh, and Cam Whitmore. Mm-hmm. Did I have a fifth? Did I have a fifth? Uh, I have a fifth? On the graphic, I, I don't graphic, remember right? if you had a fifth. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. It I'm might go it might have been just four, but let's I, see. I, no, uh, I feel like I had five. Did I have five? No, I only had four. You're right. That's what I thought. No, no, it's funny. The reason, why, the whole reason as to why I bring that up is just because people are funny because people are like seeing that lineup and they're like, oh, ha, 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 25 wins. And I'm like, yeah, maybe if that was it. Mm-hmm. Free agency is going to happen, which we are going to go to go into in a little bit. But because I do want to round out, obviously, the segment and talking about uh, Amon Thompson. Look, I mean, bottom line here is that Amon Thompson, Cam Whitmore, A-plus draft. You couldn't ask for anything better in terms of what this team was going to provide, uh, what they needed, what the needs were. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, shooting. Look, let's let's be real. Amon Thompson shooting, not where we want it to be. A lot more work to be done. And I guarantee you, Houston fans, we're mm-hmm. going to go probably five games, maybe from like five on or seven on, and you're going to be like, yeah. oh, Amon Thompson, don't shoot, don't shoot. Oh, he's shooting the ball. Like, he's going to average like 20-something <laughs> percent from three. I guarantee it. Yeah, that, that, I mean, you know, depending on if he takes those shots. You know, but yeah. yeah, you're not wrong about that. He's gonna, like, man. I'm telling you, there's gonna be moments where I'm just gonna. You, people are gonna scratch their heads. Like, like, like you're gonna yeah, have to trust the process. Amin is not a great shooter. Nope. You just have to pray that. Yeah. Uh, what was that? I was gonna say Ben Olsen, but I'm thinking of the. No, I'm that's Dynamo. But Ben, ben Sullivan. Sullivan. Ben he's, Sullivan. He's 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 here, and he's gonna save on Ben Thompson's shot. I mean, there's if there's anything that players can improve on, majorly in this league, so shooting, and you've noticed it throughout. The trend, especially the last ten years, how people that have come out of college mediocre and they've become excellent shooters. So I feel like Amen certainly has the potential to to gain that acumen and to learn under the tutelage of Ben Sullivan and to at least become a competent outside shooter for this team. Absolutely, and I can't wait to see what Amon Thompson's going to bring to the table. I mean, I'm so excited. We do have uh, the press conference that's going to come up. We're releasing this on a Monday. We will have the press conference that is going to be out the same day. So if y'all are you know, watching, listening, it's all Houston Rockets content, be sure to check out uh, when the introductory press conference for Amon Thompson and Cam Whitmore, which is going to take place, I'm going to say today, because today it would be Monday. Today. So take place today, I'm thinking around 1 or 2 p.m., so be on the lookout for that. And also along with that, that's going to be very interesting. And it, what what is a great uh, idea that that you had actually suggested a little bit earlier was to talk about the numbers 
uh, what the number that they're going to wear. What we're, we're mm-hmm. speculating in terms of uh, the numbers that Amon Thompson and Cam Whitmore is going to wear. Obviously, uh, for example, like Cam Whitmore's number is 22. He can't wear 22 can't in Houston. Wear, can't wear 22 in Houston. Clyde the Glide said no. Clyde no, sir. Glide. Nope. He spent like three years with us, won a title, and was like, nah, son. You ain't wearing it no yeah, more. <laughs> this is Dunsky. No one else gets to touch it. Let's talk about it, GM. Let's talk about it. So let's start with Amon Thompson. Let's start with the number one over mm-hmm. uh, the, the number one pick for the Houston Rockets, anyways. Um what do you remember off the top of your head what number he wore? In I think it was I think it was zero. Yeah, I think it was zero. I as think well. it was zero. Um I did read somewhere that there's a possibility that he does go double zero. But I'm no, not sure. Oh, like Scoot? Yeah. But Yuck. I'm hoping that's not no, what's going to happen. No, thank you. I'm hoping that's not what's going to happen. Gee, but, no. You know, like, it, it, it's certainly something that has mm. been speculated. But personally for me, I am hoping that that's not so. Asar Thompson in Detroit, his twin, is going number nine. You know, maybe they go, He maybe he goes number nine too. But, you know, uh, Asar is obviously his own man. But if I'm going to speak purely out of aesthetics, Double zero is not it. Um, Scoot Henderson's wearing double zero. It just looks so weird, man. I don't know. That's just uh, me. It's it's just it's not an aesthetically yeah. pleasing number. And you know, you know, it's a, for fit check Friday shots. Dex one time, you're not gonna get a fit check with that. That is not the move. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. So what do you think? What do you, what, what number does does Amin Thompson go with? What do you what do you think? What do I want to say? Yeah, I have mine. I already have mine, but I wanna I wanna know what you think. Oh man, I don't know. I'm gonna go and say, um, number one, Jabari Smith is not number one anymore. So I think Amen Thompson goes number one. Um, Jerk took my jersey number. I was gonna pick that. You think too. so too? I think so too. But you oh. took it already, so I have well, to come up with something else. No, you don't have to. No, I mean, GM, no, it's fine. I think. It's fine. I think it's fine. We're we it's have fine. the same it's line fine. of thinking. Nope. nope. It's okay. I don't want it. I don't want this. I'm already upset. He wore number one in, in in overtime elite, by the way. That's probably why you thought he was gonna wear number one. Oh. So he I went number one. I didn't think that. So he's gonna go wear number one. Mm-hmm. Chances are very high that he's gonna be number one. Certainly a possibility, yeah. Okay, so we got Kevin Porter Jr. wearing number three. Mm-hmm. You got Jalen Green wearing number four. <sighs> okay, the smart bet is that he's gonna go one. The smart bet mm-hmm. is that he's going to go one. Is there anyone Fair. wearing the number zero? Just uh, Ty Ty. Ty Ty Washington? Yeah. Take that jersey number off of Ty Ty Washington now. Ty Ty's wearing zero. Nah, he shouldn't do it. Um, You know, I mean, it's a possibility. And then you got KJ Martin wearing number six. Yep. Is there anyone wearing number seven? Um, Not that I know of. Not that I know of. Number seven's a good number. Number seven's a good number, but I'm just going off speculation. No, nah, I can't. I can't. I don't want to throw anything out there too much because I feel like it's just not going to be realistic. Yeah. I think Amin Thompson's going to wear the number one. Uh, the GM did allude to this. Uh, uh, Jabari did jump to number 10, yep. uh, his original jersey number from Auburn. So I fully expect him to take number one. I mean, that's pretty much the safe bet. But Cam Whitmore, mm-hmm. who wore number 22, yeah. I do have... I do have a uh, put on my tinfoil hat theory. I do have something. What, there. what is the number that's? Well, oh, I your mean, mind. I'm pretty sure you know, and everyone else is gonna know too. But obviously, look, I'll, I'll create a little word story for you guys. But like, Cam Whitmore was like I said earlier, a top five talent, top six talent mm-hmm. uh, in the NBA draft. Should have been drafted higher, in my opinion. Highway robbery in terms of the Rockets getting him at twenty. Twenty being the key word here. Mm-hmm. War number twenty two, which is close enough to twenty. He literally said in the post-draft uh, interview, you know, I'm going to come in with a chip on my shoulder because I think I dropped too low. 
what better way to like put that chip on your shoulder than to put it on your freaking jersey number, man? Call yourself 20 and show everybody why they effed up, except for the Rockets, obviously. And had you dropped all the way down, talk about uh, making a statement right away from day one, rocking the number 20 jersey. GM, what's your guess? I'm not going to lie. I really like that. That's actually a very clever, you know, very, very clever. I mean, maybe he can go number 19 for the 19 teams that passed on him. But, I mean, granted, 19 spots. We did have a pick at four, so it'd essentially be like, what, 18 teams? But there were a lot of teams doubling up. But anyways, um, personally for me, I'm pulling up the roster right now. It says that Willie Cauley-Stein was number two, but I do think that there is a possibility that maybe Willie Cauley-Stein doesn't care. And Cam Whitmore decides that he goes to number two. I like number two. That would be dope. I think single-digit numbers just are a thing. I don't know what it is. Even though, granted, my favorite number, my two favorite numbers are number nine and number 24. And... You know, Jacob's at number nine. Moses Malone were number 24. Hence, it's being retired. Uh, 22 is retired. I just think that number two would be a good look and aesthetic for Cam Whitmore. But we'll see. I actually do like the commission's idea more. Number 20 seems like just a great way to play with a chip on your shoulder and to show the world, like, I was pick 20, but that's not exactly what it should have been. And if Cam is feeling very petty and feeling very clever, in his moment, uh, I do think that that would probably be the best bet for him. And I think that'd be a great, great thing. And that could honestly sell some jerseys too, you know. Actually, I'm not going to lie about that. 20, yeah. 20 on Whitmore would actually look pretty dope, all things considered. Yeah. I, I want to know, know. Like, it's just it's, – it's curiosity out of me. And it's just – it's the fun – of uh, the press conference that's going to be coming up, like what what is the jersey number? You know what I mean? Like what is it going to oh, be? It's, it's very fun to speculate, yeah. especially as fans. Yeah. We always want to speculate. It's stuff just something like that. new. It's like it's the shiny new toy. It's just you know the brand new, and you're gonna, they're gonna come in and they're gonna yeah. they're gonna come in and and play with the the, the new look Rockets with Coach Ime Udoka. I mean, the GM already alluded to this earlier. It's just an exciting time to be a Houston Rockets fan. You got. Amin Thompson and Jalen Green, officially the the most athletic backcourt, could be the most athletic backcourt in NBA history. Could mm-hmm. be. Yeah. Like, in terms of jump ability. Mm-hmm. Like, bounce, bounce ability getting out of the gym. Cam Whitmore himself also having major athleticism. Athleticism for freaking days amongst these guys. Uh, it's just such an exciting time to be a Houston Rockets fan. Um I do, however, want to move forward now. Look, the NBA draft, it's come, it's gone. Uh, we, we did as you know as much in terms of breakdowns of what we can do in terms of uh, Amon Thompson's fit. I, I do want to touch up on Cam Whitmore's fit though before we do move on because we didn't get really a chance to talk about that. Mm-hmm. You know, Cam Whitmore is a three, could be a four even because he is kind of a bigger dude. Mm-hmm. What is your what do you think? How do you think he's gonna fit right out of the gate? Like in my opinion, with uh, to be think realistically, if we're gonna get the two vets, that mm-hmm. is the plan. Maybe even three. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just not many roster spots to be had, barring trades, and uh, you know if, if KJ Martin gets traded or if Jay Sean Tate gets traded. But let's say they're all still here. You know what I mean? By the time uh, training camp in the NBA season starts, where does Cam Whitmore kind of fit into the equation? Like in my opinion, I think he's gonna go to the G League. Like mm-hmm. I, if if you add the vets into it on top of it, I think he starts the season in the G League. I don't think there's any other way you can spin it. A guy of that type of caliber and talent deserves reps. But mm-hmm. what do you think Cam Whitmore kind of fits into the gel of this team? It's certainly conceivable that 
your thought process in terms of Cam Whitmore going to the G League is certainly possible for me. I'm just not sure if that's something that they're going to explore just yet. Uh, if he's not getting any PT after 20 games or so, mm. I certainly see that as a possibility. So he should suit up. Yeah, I think he's going to suit Rockets up. Star. I think he okay, will. Okay. I think he will. Hmm. Um, depending on what we see in training camp and preseason, I'm not sure how Yudoka runs things in terms of rotations and with veterans, if he's going to prioritize veterans. I'm hoping what he sees and brings to the table in terms of his first training camp with this team is that he allows some of the younger players to earn their spots on this team. And even if it's to surpass a certain player, like if, uh, let's say, hypothetically speaking, like Jay Sean Tate is still in this roster. And, you know, like he's slotted in as a man to come off the bench in the rotation. And once training camp is over, he no longer is because player X or player Y surpassed him. That's something that I do want to see. Um, with Cam Whitmore, there's a lot of potential in terms of what he can be used in on this team offensively and defensively super versatile absolutely dog on defense and sometimes what we need is we need some versatility Mm -hmm. and when you have major players like that can be like swiss army knives in terms of their usage like a jabari smith jr who can defend the three through the five and you see a guy like a amen thompson who can play make defensive dog him and tari eason and you're including cam whitmore as well like there's a lot of uh potential with our youth and, you know, Kevin Porter Jr., if he's not the starter off the bench, being that sharp shooting guard that can come in and completely change the game with his scoring acumen. You know, and then let's not even forget to mention Jalen Green and what he can bring to the table. I mean, hey, if anyone was on Twitter today, I mean, you saw the video of Jalen Green working out. He's and looking good. He's definitely putting on that The jump shot weight. looks smooth. Yeah, man, it no all looks hitch. great. It looks great. And like he I said. He continues to gain weight. Exactly. My man's putting on that muscle, and he's going to show the world that he's ready. It's year three, and he's going to make that next leap and move into that upper echelon of top guards in the NBA. Year three is about to be cinema. You already know, man. (laughs) Number four, our boy, Jalen Green, man. But with Cam Whitmore, like, his fit can be seamless, but I will say this is all up to him. It's all up to him. Based on what we see in training camp and – I'm just I'm excited, man. Training camp get here soon enough, and like once free agency is over, that's when we're just uh, like, can we just can we just speed up the clock? Dog days and get there. Dog days. We, we yeah. just want to get there. You well, know? you get summer league though. We have summer league in which we will talk about in a future episode uh, that there will be summer league games, and we know that Cam Whitmore and Amon Thompson will be a part of it. So there will be some summer league games sprinkled in there. I think once that completes, we're gonna get into a little bit of a lull in terms of. Uh, waiting for training camp. Well, there's going to be media day as well. That's going to come out. I'm thinking around September, which is the typical time of the year. Yeah. So you got that, and then that'll happen. So look, bottom line, y'all, we're just really excited. Uh, I want to know what y'all think. I want to know how y'all feel about the uh, acquisitions of a Cam Whitmore, of an Amon Thompson on an already uh, youth-filled squad. Was it a good choice overall that that we did get both of these players? Should we have uh, traded out of that number twenty pick? You know, you know, like I want to know what y'all think, and if y'all believe that we should, I I don't know. You got to double check your fandom one time, but. That's just my that's just my opinion, but I think that the Rockets made the absolute best choice in terms of what they could do 
and uh, what they have moving forward. You're looking at pieces that could potentially create the possible core that can ultimately lead to contention and uh, ultimately lead uh, to a possible NBA championship a few years down the road. GM, speaking of of which, we were talking about timelines and stuff like that. Look, yeah. free agency is going to begin officially this Friday, June 30th at 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central. Our really? next episode. That's the time? Yep. Oh. Yeah, well, it's not midnight anymore. Remember, they changed it. I forgot about it. It's evening. That. Yeah. yeah. They change it towards that just the shows how old I am and remember those days. <laughs> oh, the mellow, the mellow iPad days. No, I was talking about, uh, yeah, yeah, the, the mellow, mellow iPad, iPad days. days. Yes, when Jeremy Lin was number seven, but they used his jersey number on Carmelo Anthony. That's a good way to hurt a man's feelings, I guys. I could probably put a graphic up for one time for people that could remember. But yeah. yes, it, it was definitely a different time. But yeah, it would be five o'clock uh, central our time to where the moratorium uh, lifts and uh, they can actually oh not moratorium moratorium why did I say moratorium that was totally wrong moratorium moratorium is, what, is right right was that right what the little area where they the can area agree, right where they, they can't, can't talk. sign I was gonna say embargo yeah no no that's the moratorium oh that embargoes movies ha <laughs> where you think where critics can actually release their uh, ratings yeah so embargo mm-hmm. is movies and then yeah so okay yeah, so we got to get the right words the right know uh, you know the I'm right dial not dialect but I don't dialogue know. I don't words. Know. I don't know. Lexicon? Making sure that the right context. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely, definitely. We're out there. So the moratorium does get lifted uh, Mm. at that point at 5 p.m. Central. Mm. Um, Our next episode is basically just... We are going to preview the free agency there will be a free agency preview uh towards about midweek is that where it was about our timeline about guessing but i do want i do want to touch up and talk a little bit about it um with with obvious uh obviously draft out of the way now it, it paves the way for free agency we know james harden's on the table we know that a fred van vliet's on the table we know a brooke lopez is a serious threat uh to sign with houston gm what what now with the pieces that we have with a Cam Whitmore, with an Amon Thompson now, mm-hmm. uh, you know, along with this team, what should the Rockets, like what is the premium now in terms of in terms of what the Rockets need? Like for me, for example, three-point shooting I think is a premium now. I think Absolutely. you need more mm-hmm. three-point shooting. And we do I would need never say a no savvy, to new, yeah. more shooting. And we need a savvy veteran point guard. But I want to know what you think, you being the GM after all. What, what is the most pressing need after acquiring someone like an Amon Thompson and Cam Whitmore for this Rockets? The number one need is a vet and especially at the point guard position. Um, In order for this team to make the next step in terms of winning and moving towards that in terms of momentum, uh, a point guard. And it's very understood why that Fred Van Vliet and James Harden are the guys that people are looking into, essentially. Uh, You know, obviously there are trades. I mean, Tyus Jones is a guy that we have spoken about, and now he is in Washington. Um, so, you know, obviously there's some form of what the, the Rockets would love to do. Um, but obviously I think prioritizing number one is a veteran point guard. Number two, obviously shooting, uh, shooting is certainly something that we can improve on. Even though we do have Ben Sullivan, quote unquote, the shooting wizard coach wise, uh, we do need more shooters. And that's where guys like Cam Johnson, who is an excellent shooter and who can defend, uh, Bruce Brown, NBA champion. Uh, he is certainly another name that people are looking into. And, you know, there's e- like if we're going to add even more vets, like Chris Middleton's a free agent. 
And even though we are could linked to Brooke Lopez, he is certainly someone as well that we could be linked to, you know, and um, if that's something that he's open to at this point in his career, then maybe, who knows? But, you know, obviously he's a name that people are going to look into. Uh, there's just so many different players that the Rockets are linked to that it's a lot. We have $65 million in cap space. So you're going to hear a ton of names, ton of names. The GM, uh, GM's favorite player as well, Dylan Brooks, also on the table. Yeah, favorite player. My favorite player to hate, Dylan Brooks. <laughs> uh, you know, he's definitely, he's definitely a possibility as well. He is favored to join, and who knows? Uh, right. I'm hoping that he doesn't, but, you know, considering our bet, if that's the move that we have to make, then I guess I'll have to do that. I will wear a Dylan Brooks shirt. I'd wear a Dylan Brooks shirt proudly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, if, he, if, he's, <laughs> if he's on my team, then you know what? I'll rep him. I like, promise you that. Fuck it, I'm in. Yeah, no. Uh, I agree with all your with all your incentives in terms of what uh, fit that the Rockets need. Um, yeah, I think first and foremost, the two things: uh, three point shooting, uh, veteran presence at the point guard position. It, it would obviously, for me, the preference getting James Harden back would inst- instantaneously uh, catapult this team into a playoff contender. Yeah. Um, even getting someone of a Fred VanVleet caliber. Uh, would also catapult this team to playoff contention. Um, I think that they're these those two players are that good. I think in terms of what this team needs, though, I mean, you don't really need the. I mean, the high end is there. That's the premium. That's what you'd want. And if you can net one of them, great. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on the contract, uh, how much they're gonna get paid, and how long the term is, I would love for it to be a short term deal, preferably for either of them. Um, but I, I think in terms of what this team needs right now, I think getting a solid. Uh, point guard. Uh, obviously, you wanted Tyus Jones, like a good option that was that as obviously um, yeah. is now off the board. Yeah. Uh, but even getting someone like a a Patrick Beverly, for instance, getting someone, getting a point guard that is uh, Derek Rose, for instance, who's declined a player option now. Yeah, that's right. Is, yeah, is, is, is an is an available point guard. He's a, like, he's a name I forgot to mention, but yeah, Derek Rose someone, is definitely someone yeah. that we would love on this team. Exactly, can kind of help, like kind of navigate the waters for this young team. Um, if you can't obviously get the high high end players like a James Harden or Fred VanVleet, uh, Brooke Lopez obviously you just need a solid big either who's going to play in front of Shangun or behind Shangun. Regardless, mm-hmm. um, you just need that veteran presence. Uh, you know, a la Nene to Clint Capella. You just need that veteran savvy center that uh, is willing to either play in front or behind. Uh, no matter what, just kind of plug and play and, and, and be in that veteran presence that the team needs and, and they sorely need it at this point. Yeah. Uh, not just the veteran presence, but veteran presence of people that can contribute. Um, like, you know, no no hit on Boban. I love Boban, but, you know, there was a ceiling to Boban in Absolutely. terms of what he can contribute on the court. Yes. Off the court, uh, 100%. Like, you need that type of presence. But yeah. I would like to see some type of players like like an Nene, you know what I mean, that, that was able to come in and contribute as well. Yeah. Uh, so I would love to have someone like a Brooke Lopez. Three-point shooting, three point shooting three point shooting Austin Reeves someone on the oh, board yes. that the Rockets Absolutely. need Austin I would Reeves love Austin definitely Reeves definitely a name to look at on the for Houston sure. Rockets for like, sure oh my gosh like three point shooting and I can't say this enough this team needs three point shooting uh, you just got Amon Thompson who has a broken three point shot you have Cam Whitmore who's an okay three point shooter but still not considered elite yeah. you start you, three point shooting in today's NBA you could get away with in the early 2000s but in today's NBA you need 
three-point shooting across the board, one through five. That's why Brooke Lopez is an efficient three-point shooter now. Yep. Uh, Shangun, you can hope that he gets to that point. Uh, I mean, Shangun can definitely use the tutelage of a Brooke Lopez in terms of improving his jumper. 100%. So there you go. Yeah. Right, right. But three-point shooting is the premium for this team. And I, it's it's obvious. Look, I, point guard, big, three-point shooting. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're covered on the wings, essentially. Essentially, uh, in, yeah. my, in my opinion. Um, I think three-point shooting is the one thing that'll separate. It'll create that space so Jalen Green, the, the reason why uh, it was so hard for Jalen Green and KPJ to attack the middle and attack the centers of the defense, attack the middle of the defense, is because they can, they don't need to stay home. Yep. These these the the defenders don't need to stay home. They can run into the paint. They can clog it. They know that they're going to leave what a KJ Martin open, a Jabari mm-hmm. Smith up until the later stages of the season. Knowing that you know I'm not going to hate my boy. Yeah. My boy was struggling. Yeah. And you the, got the, all the, these guys. The, the final. Uh, per, like I don't even know the final like thirty percent of the games like right and, fi- and finally came up and played to his potential there right exactly so when you leave guys like KJ Martin Jay Sean Tate you know you don't you don't feel so bad you're like okay I'll right. leave an Alperin Shengun you know dare them yeah. to beat me but if you're leaving like a Cam Johnson a Bruce Brown Austin a Reeves Austin Reeves uh, then you know even like a Fred Van Vliet and a, obviously James Harden like you leave those guys in Brook Lopez hypothetically speaking like that is something that. Uh, other teams will have to account for in terms of defensive scheming because at this point this won't be your rockets from 2021 you know this is going to be a completely different team uh different style different coach we have a real coach thank goodness and with all that being said like you just have to prepare for changes on this team yeah uh this team will change yeah. regardless whether you like it or not this team will move forward yeah and if it's whether absolutely and if it's in the type of way that you guys will like it or not right that's up to your interpretation right but the team is moving forward right right 100 percent. and and i think what the what the whole entirety of the situation is this when you gather more three-point shooting or you gather someone like a fred van vliet and james harden Jalen Green is can be an efficient three-point shooter uh, from a catch-and-shoot perspective. We already know Kevin Porter Jr. is a high, very high-end quality three-point shooter in a catch-and-shoot situation. Yep. If you can utilize those two and put them in more catch-and-shoot situations, that ultimately elevates your three-point shooting already Absolutely. out of the game. So Absolutely. even getting someone like a Fred Van I mean, Lee it alleviates Tart. the pressure off those two guys as well, That's especially with those two guys dominating the ball. Right. Um, taking the ball out of KBJ's hands, people might feel like that's not putting him in a good position. Not all the time, but, but like yeah, you but need he, to create catch and shoot potential, scenarios Yes, for exactly. Him. And the thing is like you allow him to not make as many mistakes. You allow him to build confidence off the ball. And with that being said, when you do that, it allows him to shoot better and allows him to kind of have a clear mind instead of playing as a point guard where he's going to have to think. He's not a point guard, not naturally, you know. Absolutely. So we're putting him in positions to succeed. For Jalen, it's just a matter of making the game easier for him and finding ways to allow it that way. He is the most talented player on this team, and he could be the best player on this team. He could be the best player for many teams and one of the best players in the league eventually. Um, the point is to alleviate that pressure and allow him ways where he doesn't have to work so hard for his buckets. And with Amy Yadoka here, we can tell you that there's definitely going to be adjustments made in terms of that. Yeah, no, 100%. It's, it's going to be an exciting time for agency just around the corner. We're going to see how this team is going to start shaping out. Obviously, Udoka is here. Amon Thompson, Cam Whitmore are here now officially. And now we're going to continue to see what's going to happen in terms of free agency and how it's going to play out. Who's mm-hmm. coming? Is it James Harden? Is it Fred Van Vliet? Is it Brooke Lopez? Are we bringing in uh, any more savvy, uh, savvy uh, veteran players? Are 
players like KJ Martin or Jay Sean Tate out of the door? Are mm-hmm. they going to get traded? You just never know. And that's the beauty of the offseason. And this is the type of offseason you really need to pay attention to. So now I highly recommend everybody to continue to follow us mm-hmm. in terms of all Houston Rockets content because as soon as these news breaks, we will uh, be giving you out all the content and all of the news as they continue to unfold. Free agency is going to come out this Friday. We are going to produce an episode uh, previewing free agency, which co- will come out later this week. So be uh, tuned in and on top of that. Jim, let's go ahead and end this episode here. A very joyous episode. Uh, the A-plus draft. Excited for what these youngins are going to bring. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to see what's going to happen here. GM, give the sign off one time for the people. Give the people what they want. Yes, I will give you what you want. Mm. Follow me on Twitter at JP underscore Mirabueno. Make sure to follow the podcast on Twitter and TikTok at Summit, S-O-M-P-O-D. Follow us on Instagram. And yeah, follow us on Instagram at Summit State, State of, of Mind, Mind underscore POD. See, I, I lost my train of thought there. And make sure to follow us, our people, our family, our brothers over at Apollo NBA and at Apollo HOU. Yeah, that's right. And you can give me a follow as well on Twitter at uh, Summit Commission. Shouts to all of our uh, podcast brethren, the Apollo Podcast Network that continue to kill us. Shouts to BTD Beyond the Diamond, the Crown Jewel of all Houston Nationals podcasts. Astros, Houston Astros podcast. We're just slurring everything today. Uh, <laughs> uh, be sure to give them your first listen in, of, in terms of all Astros content. Shout outs to the Apollo Texans off the gridiron. Be sure to give them your first listen in terms of for all Houston Texans content. And shout outs as well to the One Take podcast. Anything and everything that you need in terms of pop culture, music, TV show, movies, be sure to give them your first listen in terms of all pop culture content. And we appreciate each and every one of y'all for making us your very first listen in terms of all Houston. Rockets content 167 episodes in the books officially now so we are just so uh, excited and happy once again to wrap this whole thing up in a nice little bow as we get out of here as our producer gives the go home cue we are going to be producing the free agency episode and just continue to follow us in terms of all Houston Rockets content we're going to continue to pump them out as they continue to pour in in terms of the reports there's going to be a lot of reports going on this week in terms of uh, free agency and where these guys are going to go in terms of all these peaks and valleys and Mm -hmm. we're just excited to see what's going to happen in terms of free agency this Friday, uh, June 30th at 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central. Be sure to check out uh, the Houston Rockets introductory press conference for the two guys, Amin Thompson and Cam Whitmore. Should take place around 1 to 2 p.m. They don't have a hard cap on the time yet as of right now. We're anticipating it around an early afternoon start. That's going to end our episode here. As we end every episode, go Summit, go Apollo, and we are looking up. Go Rockets. The Summit 4-4-4-4-4.